Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. <laughs> hello, hello, hello there, Foo followers around the world. Welcome to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast with your host, Ben Johnson. That is me. Talking to you from London, England. Thank you so much for tuning in, for downloading, for listening to this episode of the show. We continue with season six of the podcast. This is episode 76, and Daniel Bernhardt is on the show today. An absolute treat for me to talk to Daniel. I used to watch this guy on video back in the 90s. And there he was on my Zoom screen. Uh, It's a crazy, crazy thought, but there we go. I will get onto that in a minute. This show does follow hot on the heels from last week's show. And traditionally, anyone who does follow this show will know that usually there's a two-week gap in between episodes. But anyway, the reason is because Daniel has a new movie out. The film is called Hell Hath No Fury. It's a Second World War action drama directed by friend of the show, Jesse V. Johnson. Jesse's films include Triple Threats, Accident Man and Avengement. This new one is not a martial arts film. We do try to figure out in this chat with Daniel what exactly you would call this movie. It has a bit of everything in it. And I really liked it. It's an incredibly accomplished work from Jesse, who's certainly one of the best independent directors of action movies out there currently. It's set in France towards the end of the war. Daniel plays a multilingual SS guard in a battle for buried treasure with a band of US soldiers and the French resistance. It's a great starring role vehicle for Nina Bergman. I didn't know too much about Nina Bergman actually before watching this movie, but she is fabulous in this film, as is Louis Mandela a long-time Jesse Johnson favourite from the Debt Collector films and other movies as well. So the movie is out now in selected cinemas in the USA and will be released on digital on the 9th of November. That's tomorrow, courtesy of Walgo USA. I will be sure to put a link to the trailer in the podcast description. Thanks for all your messages following last week's show. I do hope that Foo followers in the USA have spent the weekend checking out One Shot. That's the new Scott Adkins movie. If you did watch it and enjoyed it, then do check out our One Shot special featuring the film's director, James Nunn, and one of its stars, Lee Charles. That is available right now, wherever it is that you get podcasts. I also got some very sweet messages online and over email from people who were happy to hear that the podcast had come back. Thank you all so much for your support and for messaging me. That's very kind of you. The release of this podcast might be a little bit sporadic as we make our way 
up to the Christmas break and our end of year show for 2021. So please do bear with me just for the time being as things are moving around quite a little bit. Of course, the best way to keep up to date with the show is to subscribe via your podcast provider. And there is also the social media accounts to keep up to date with any news regarding the show. We are on Twitter at KF Movie Guide. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Kung Fu Movie Guide. And if you do want to send me an email, then the email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. Okay, so it's Daniel Bernhardt time. So the email came in, would I like to talk to Daniel Bernhardt? And of course, you know, immediately you say yes. And then you look back at this guy's career and you see how much he's done over the years from replacing Van Damme as the leading man in the Bloodsport sequels all the way up to his work with Chad Stahelski, David Leach, Sam Hargrave and all the 8711 action design crew. He's appeared in nearly all their films from The Matrix Reloaded back in 2003 onto the John Wick series, Ninja Turtles, Atomic Blonde, Hunger Games, Parker, Logan, Birds of Prey, Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, this is a lot of really cool stuff that Daniel's been involved in. He's in Red Notice as well, which came out on Netflix on Friday. That stars The Rock, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. He trained Bob Odenkirk and also had a small role in the film Nobody. That came out this year. That's probably one of my favourite fight films of the year so far, without a doubt. If you haven't seen Nobody, then do rush out and watch that movie. Daniel will be returning to the world of The Matrix on the 22nd of December in The Matrix Resurrections. Super excited about that film. I do try and ask Daniel a few questions about The Matrix Resurrections, but as you can imagine, everything is being kept very under wraps at the moment. So, look, he's done a lot and this conversation does move around quite a bit but it was great fun talking to Daniel Bernhardt so I will throw over now to that conversation I will be back at the end of this chat to sign off properly but until then here we go then here is my chat with the martial artist actor former model stunt performer and Hollywood action star Daniel Bernhardt Are we all right? Hello, I can hear you fine. There we are. Look at that. There you are. <laughs> How's it going? I'm good. I'm trying to figure out what you got in your background. Yeah. <laughs> this is my, um, yeah, welcome to my office. This is a quickly assembled soundproof studio, clearly, because my voice is coming through a microphone here. Yeah. And then your voice is coming through a separate mic here. But it's just so it's not so boomy. So my voice isn't. Oh, so you thing where you put off yeah. Like, yeah, sheets and just to this, this, yeah. I mean, it's pretty sophisticated stuff, Daniel. Here, um, it, it looks amazing. It looks like a science fiction movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is what what happens when you own a flat in London. It's oh, you're in London. To get the soundproofing, yeah. So, oh. um, so I'm in London at the moment. But what have you got here? So are you in uh, in Prague at the moment? Is that right? 
Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm yes, in Prague. Yes. I'm in beautiful Prague. I've been here lovely. for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. I'm in prep on a movie. It's really lovely. It's a lovely town. I've never been. It's one of those places. It's on my yeah. uh, it's on my list. It's yeah. really it's a lovely town. Yeah. Um, I've never been either. So I'm actually surprised. You know, I usually go to Bulgaria like Sofia or Yeah. You know, or, or or Romania, but actually Prague is like it's really really nice. It's kind of yeah. like Paris a little bit. It looks like Paris. Yeah. Yeah, lovely buildings and architecture. Yeah. So, can you say what you're in Prague for? Is this a is this a big big movie? This is a top secret. Okay, listeners, I'm getting their eyebrows here. So, uh, yeah, the big one. The big, the big one. one. Okay, good good stuff. It's uh, I I can give you a hint. A very very dear friend of mine is directing it. Sam Hargrave. Okay, Hi. the penny has dropped. <laughs> there it is. Um, fantastic. Yeah, he's a very yes. good. He's a very good friend. Invited me to come, and so. We'll good see. one, good yeah. one. Oh gosh, that's exciting. Do you have a big role in it in this movie? Can you say that? I can't, you can't I, say I, can't it? Gosh. I just say Sam is a really good friend of mine. That's all Fine. I can say. Okay. Because I want to quiz you on Matrix 4 as well, and I bet there's nothing you I'm can sure. say about that either. So really I all I can tell you is is that Lana was very kind to invite me yeah. to go to Berlin. Yeah. And that's all I can really say. <laughs> okay. what, it was actually on, uh, there was an announcement in the Hollywood Reporter that I'm coming back as my character. That's all I can say. Okay. Otherwise, we're like, zip. Fine. Absolutely. <laughs> and we don't want to ruin it because, you know, the trailer's out there and it does look very exciting. Uh, a new and Matrix movie. It? it looks great. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it? I mean, I had goosebumps when I yes, saw it. Yes. And I'm so um, intrigued to see what Lana's going to do with the subject. I know you can't say anything, but it looks like there's echoes back to the first Matrix, but um, I'm sure there's a twist in there somewhere. I I just, I mean, just the trailer itself, yeah. I mean, I was blown away. Yeah, because I guess when you go in and you do your bit, you don't know the, the full movie, scale yeah, of it. Yeah. No, the movie is this yeah. big. And I did a little thing and I was invited to come back and that's it. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, I'm just very, very grateful to be part of such an incredible franchise. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, how lucky am I to to have been able to work on Matrix Reload? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it. That was the movie in 2003 when it came out yeah. it was the movie yeah yeah it's incredible did you ever think they would go back to do a i mean i was super surprised that they were going back to do a another matrix i didn't think so yeah. either i thought they got to end it by three but hey she came up with a fantastic idea i guess and uh i'm glad i mean i'm yeah. glad i like yanu again yes. i like this uh carrie ann moss bringing her role back i mean it's and I'm part of the original group, so it's actually was very. I was very flattered to come back. Yeah, because yeah. Chad's on it as well, isn't he? Is he working on it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting in the nods. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Well, look, I won't quiz you too much on that, but yeah, we are we are super excited by uh, uh, Matrix and such a game changer as well, and not just in your career as well, but you know, really influenced the full Hollywood industry, the way you film action yeah. and fight scenes it was a real game changer wasn't it when the, when the matrix came out yeah 100 percent. i mean what they did on the first one i mean i never forget um you you mentioned chad my buddy chad 
um, back in the mid nineties, we did a lot of films together. We worked together on Bloodsport two on true vengeance, Bloodsport three, perfect target. And then he went off to do matrix. And that's when I kind of lost him because, you know, we were a little team back then and always working together. Uh, but he went off to do Matrix and he goes, oh, it's it's the sci-fi action martial arts movie. I said, oh, sounds interesting. And I remember he came back and he was just like, oh, my God. Wow. It's going to be great. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and I remember and I remember seeing it and I was just like, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never mean- forget I did that. I said that in a little. I know there, there's there's been a little thing on online about Matrix. It's kind of like a, a combination of all the Matrixes, and they're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And there's a little. They actually interviewed me. You're in that, yeah, yeah. I've seen I'm that. In that. Yeah. yeah, and I. And that's exactly what. That's absolutely true. I, I said, I, I was in the theater. I watched it. I had to sit, go buy another ticket, and watch it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I just couldn't believe what I saw. Yeah. Just blew my socks off. Why weren't you in it then, Daniel? Could you have been in um, it? You know, no, 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 no. I mean, Keanu, nobody. I tell you, Keanu was the absolute perfect guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had loved to play an agent. Absolutely. But it was a small film at the time. Mm. And the film was shot in Australia. Yeah. So I, they, they didn't bring anybody except the main actors. Yeah. So all the stunts were out of uh, all the agents were from Australia and they did a great job. Um, still, again, you know, I think I, I always believe everything happens how it has to happen. That wasn't my time at the time. I did the lower budget movies, the low budget action movies. Um, when Matrix came around, um, I remember getting the call. I remember it was again, it was Chad who came up to me and he said, hey, Daniel, uh, they're casting for Matrix. And I think I just did a TV show called Mortal Kombat. Came up yes. Mortal Kombat. I watched Kombat. that. I remember that. Loved it. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was actually a good show, I thought. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, yeah. Larry, Larry Kazanoff, a good buddy of mine, produced it. I yeah. thought it did a really good job. And um, and I remember Chad came up to me, and I remember it was like 2000. It was just before 2000. So it must have been 2000. Yeah, mm. it must have been 2000. I remember I was in L.A. He came up to me. And he goes, like, Daniel, Daniel, you got to you got to call your agent. They're casting for Matrix for new agents. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting the inside scoop. Yeah. All my agent. He sets up an appointment. I go in and I go, hey, Brad. Hey, Martin. Yeah. Hey, hey. Everybody I knew yeah. was there. hundred people. And I was like damn, that's going to be a tough one. And I remember reading for casting Mm -hmm. and it was a very simple scene. It was the scene that, do you remember in Matrix Reloaded? It's him, the anomaly. Do we proceed? Yes, Yes. he's still only human. That scene. (laughs) Casting had you read it and you had to read every part. So you had somebody read with you and there was the three agents and they just switched out. Go Now read this guy, now read that guy. And it was very, I just remember it was very confusing. Um, because nobody knew you had no sides. You got the sides on the day. You got the sides right there, wow. you know? Yeah. And, um, and I got a call back and they were like, do it again, do it again. And I did it like five times for them. Do less, do less, do less. Okay. Thanks. That was cool. We'll let you know. Never heard a thing. Wow. And I thought that because it was somehow in December and then Christmas came and I didn't hear anything. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, 
I think it's over. Yeah. I think it's, I didn't get it. Yeah. Then I remember, I never forget this. <laughs> I mean, that's a fun, it's a funny story. I remember I'm running to the gym and I'm walking up the stairs and there's somebody on top of the stairs with a phone in their hand going like, you got to call your house right now. Something happened. And I'm like, my heart just dropped. Yeah. I thought something happened at home. Yeah. And I run upstairs, I grabbed the phone and I called and I remember my wife going, you got to call your agent. Everybody's trying to find you. You got to call your agent. Your manager's calling. Everybody's calling. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I remember um, I called my agent. He goes, you got the matrix. You got the matrix. Wow. And it was just like, oh, my God. And yeah. it was there. there is more to the story, which I'm not going to tell you because it's kind of like this. Yeah, it's interesting. Funny. It's very funny, but it's. I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. I got the matrix. Yeah. And I remember being at the gym like that. <laughs> I don't know if I can work out anymore. This yeah. is exciting. And then I got the gig and I was invited to go to, uh, we shot in, we shot in 2001. We start training like January, February, March, April, something like that. Went up to Oakland, California by San yeah. Francisco. We start shooting uh, the big car chase, you know, the freeway chase. I went to Australia to shoot, um, the the agent entrance you know yeah and that was it and then 2003 came out you were still a leading man making your own action films at that point daniel it must have been an an interesting decision because that was that was a really pivotal point in your career and and your your career Uh, did take a different turn at that point you know, it's it's funny. It's funny you're asking that. To me, I never saw it like this. Yeah. I was always the way I got into this business was really pure coincidence. You call it luck. Yeah, I didn't like um, try to become an actor. It just happened by almost accident. I kind of yeah. fell into it. And I went like, oh my god! Like a, I believe the way I was. I've always lived life is like I believe. When there's a door opening and something is really exciting, I just take the risk and I take it. Yeah. I don't know if you know what I did before. I was in the fashion business Absolutely. before. Absolutely. Yeah. You were a model living in Paris. I was a model. Yeah. I was a model, my friend. Yes. I was a model, I was a model in London. Yeah. And in, Milan, and in Paris and in New York and Amazing. in Miami. So it was a very good time. It was like the late, you know, it was like the mid 80s, late 80s, yeah. early 90s. So I had a very strong career in Paris. I was very lucky. I worked a lot. I did all the the fashion shows and I did all the, the magazines yeah. from Vogue to Elle to covers to campaigns to editorials. And then I got kind of overexposed in Paris and my agent said to me, hey, listen, it's time for you to move on, go somewhere else just for a while. You're overexposed here. And I went to New York. And, and I remember I went to New York and I've never been to New York. It was so exciting. I'm in, I'm in New York, living in New York. Yeah. And I remember the recession just hit. So work was a little slow. I didn't work as much, but I still really enjoyed New York. Yeah. Lived between New York and Miami because I worked a lot for German clients, which shot in Miami a lot, catalogs and stuff like that. Of course. Anyhow, I was in New York. A good friend of mine, Bruce Hulse, calls me up and he goes, hey, buddy, um, Bruce Weber very famous photographer who you may know is casting a commercial called looking for kicks starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm like, what? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Cause you were Uh, a Van Damme fan. I was a huge Van Damme fan. Saw all the blood sport movies. I saw the blood sport movies, kickboxer, all of those, no retreat, no surrender. I mean, I was a huge Van Damme fan. 
And a lot of people always said, I, I felt people said, oh, you look like Van Damme, which I kind of disagree because I know him. And yeah. when we look at him, we go like, yeah, I don't look anything like you. Yeah. He kind of looks like my brother, my, like my younger brother. Sure. So I met Jean-Claude at the, at the shoot. He was super nice. He showed up. It was like, hey, guys, what's up, man? We're doing this. And he goes, who can do martial arts? And I was like, yeah, because you were you had been training since you were a teenager. 15. Yeah, yeah, I was fifteen. I mean, yeah. at the time when I did the commercial, I've been training probably ten years in martial arts. Yeah, and I was always a kicker, very inspired by Van Dam. But I was a kicker way before. Yeah, like even before I knew he existed, uh, just because of my the way I'm built, legs for me were always really easy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and he goes, show me what you can do. And I showed him a couple of kicks. He goes, oh, good. I'll take you last. So I had my first experience doing a fight scene on screen. And I just went like, yeah, amazing. I literally went bonkers. Yeah. yeah, I went like, I remember going home and I couldn't sleep. And this is early 90s, isn't it? So Van Damme's doing. No, no, that was not. That was actually. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. It was about yeah. 92, I would say. Wow. OK, so Van Damme's okay. just before he's going to go really stratospheric in, you know, all the big movies. Or was he, he, he was did. a big star by that point. Yeah, he okay. already did. Yeah, because I remember. He already did Bloodsport 2. I think he already did Kickboxer. And yeah. He was like way up. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know his timeline exactly with movies, but I remember he turned down Bloodsport because he was getting too big. Yeah, right. So I became such a fan of movie fighting. Like, it was my first experience to kick in front of a camera. Yeah. And it just came very naturally to me. I just, they were like, oh, when I punch you, you react. And I was like, and he was like, oh, you're doing great. Have you done this before? I said, no. You could just show it to me and I just did it and it worked. It was just came very natural. But do you think because in modeling there's there's an element of theater about it? It is acting in a way. Would you agree with that? I think what the, the, what I had was the experience and confidence to be in front of a camera. I didn't have as much experience with video or film because yeah. I, I I did commercials, but not that many. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I probably did. I don't know, maybe 10, 15 commercials. So I had experience in front of the camera. But um, uh, as I was modeling, they always called me kind of like the action model because I was the guy who was very theatrical. I would like talk, I would run around, I would do stuff, I'd do my martial arts. I'd be like, I'd be almost like acting in, in yeah. it was very popular that it was not just being like, like this, right? It was very much like, hey, you know, like being very active as yes. a model, like almost like, they would they would shoot you having a conversation with somebody they wanted life yeah so so i agree with you you're probably right that that helped mm. so i just made a decision i said this is what i want to do you bastard come on then i want to go back a little bit before that if i may daniel because you're from sure. born in switzerland Born and raised. Did you watch martial arts films growing up was that the oh, thing yeah, yeah. okay Huge, huge, huge Bruce Lee fan, Chuck Norris, Jackie Chan, huge. Yeah. And guess what? I was an usher when I did my studies. Yeah. When I did my studies after high school, I did my studies. Uh, I, I'm a, I studied tech. I'm a technical engineer, yeah. work under an architect. I'm a drafter. I uh, did it for four years. And in between, I actually worked as an usher at a movie theater. And the only reason why I did it was in Switzerland, when you worked at a movie theater, you got a pass. And the pass would allow you to go watch every movie you want. You have free. You can go watch every movie for free. Great. And I was such a, for me, going to the cinema 
was the greatest thing yeah. ever. And I never forget just the, the curtain opening, the lights going down, that screen coming on, the sound yeah. of the studio, yeah. their logo. I, I was in a different world. So I always knew that I loved, loved cinema, but I never imagined <laughs> that I actually... I mean, I was a kid from Switzerland, from Vorblaufen, which is outside of Bern. Yeah, okay. The expectations that were on you as a kid growing up in Switzerland, what were they? Were you, were you being directed into, you know, just a normal profession, a normal job? No, I remember my dad just saying, oh, you got to study, get a, you know, get a good job and make a family. It was more like that. But I was always a little bit like a bird. For me, I just wanted to leave. The second I finished my studies, I got my diploma. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought I'm going to fail, but I made it. Yeah. And I just left. I just escaped. I just yeah. wanted to get out of there. I just wanted to see the world. Yeah. I just, I just, and I didn't really have a plan. Yeah. I didn't have a plan. I was like, ah. Yeah. I remember I went to Greece. I met a girl and, and she goes, oh, why did you come to Germany? My dad is a photographer. And I was like, okay. I went to Germany, visit her, but he was still a photographer. But I still tried yeah. to um, get into modeling, which kind of like ultimately got me to Paris and I start working in Paris, and that's where it really happened. Yeah, and I have, yeah. hello, I'm doing an interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I'm uh, I'm in a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Is that the the room service or room yeah, service just, that yeah, comes yeah. and turns over your bed? Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so uh, that's interesting. Yeah, and do you do you have a plan now? Then do you still live by that philosophy a little bit, Daniel? I, you know. Everybody goes, you got to have your five-year plan. You yeah. got to have, yeah. have your plan. And I'm kind of going like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm Even like, now. I don't think I have it. Yeah. I don't, I think, I don't think I do. You know, yeah. I'm very, I always say I'm extremely grateful that I'm, I'm 56 now. Yeah. I'm still in the game. I'm still working and I work almost better now than I ever have. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think I'm better than I was before. You know, while you're still fighting fit and looking good, I mean, what on earth do you put that down to? Is that just is that just good genes? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I take care of myself. Yeah, I yeah. train with the, I train with the best people in the world. I got to yeah. give a lot of credit to my stunt buddies, to eighty seventy eleven and eighty seventy eleven North. All my friends I train with, I work with, who hire me. Yeah. I mean, I'm very, very, very fortunate. I work with the best people in the game, mm-hmm. and they push me, and they push me hard, and you know. Yeah. Um, but I think to my credit, if you think about, it, I still work with people who I worked with in the Bloodsport times. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the hell. It's amazing. Uh, JJ yeah. Perry, um, uh, Jojo Eusebio. Yeah. Uh, John Valera. David John Leach. Valera, David Leach. Yeah. I mean, we're just—it's—it's it's hysterical. We still yeah. work today. <laughs> Tim Connolly. Yeah. You Crazy. Know? I mean, and such the- a rare thing that doesn't happen in Hollywood, does it? You know, you still, you know, you're still working with your buddies from the '90s. It's amazing. I, you know what? I, and I feel very blessed about that. Yeah, a lot of gratitude for it. I'm very blessed, um, and you know, I'm I'm still lucky they they call me. Yeah, I'm lucky they call me. But I think over the years, I've established a certain um, skill set. Yeah. Now sound like uh, what's that movie taken? <laughs> yeah, Liam Neeson. Oh, start with skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So you're working with Van Damme, and then you think, "Gosh, I want, I want a bit of this." Uh, you know what's going on in the in the action movies? And it then, was not an option. Yeah, there was no option. You I were just, just driven for it. I yeah. knew I had to do that. There was not even a question about. It. Yeah, yeah. And I made myself a little demo reel. Yeah, made a demo which, reel, which I have. I I have to find the demo reel. It's probably the funniest thing ever. Get it on YouTube. I, I did it. I did it myself with yeah. two friends. So I had this idea. I was like, oh, my God, because I was always interested in filmmaking. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, my God. So how do I do this? Well, make yourself a demo reel. Somebody suggests I'm like, demo reel. Sure. Yeah. How? I don't know. Let's just do it. I had a buddy, this guy, um, David Heppel. I remember he was a model, too, but he was yeah. very interested in already starting to do like commercials. So he had a little video camera and he goes, hey, I'll shoot it. And then I had my buddy, Eric Bozette, who's a, who's a model with me as well, one of my dear friends at the time. He goes, oh, I know a little karate. I work with you. So I just came up with this idea, you know, me at the gym, punching the punch. We went to this really old boxing gym in Miami. Beautiful light, big, big windows. It was just gorgeous. I would train there. Actually, Ollie used to train there. Wow. It was Fifth Street Boxing Gym. Yeah. And um, I, I started hitting the back. He would film me. I would kick the back. Then we did a little fight scene with my buddy. And it was, we didn't know what to do. It was like, hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. and at the end, I remember I clipped him and he goes, whoa. And I go, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so funny. We left yeah. it in. Okay. And I, the, the producer actually told me that's where he made a decision to hire me because of it was so funny. Yeah. And I, then I did like the split, did, you know, the typical thing, the Van Damme splits yeah. on, on the beach with yeah. meditating. And I, and I'm, my favorite weapon is a nunchuck. And I'm good, pretty good with a nunchuck. And I'm going like, great. Flipping, send it off. I had a friend who knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy who robbed the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, it made its way to a producer in L.A. who did the first blood sport. He yeah. invited me to come to L.A., which I did. It was the typical meeting at the pool at a Beverly Hills mansion. And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> come on. Can it be any more typical like in a movie? This you is know? Mark DeSalle, isn't it? Mark DeSalle, exactly. Yeah. So he put me on a contract. But then I, then I learned really quickly that how Hollywood works. Right. He gave me like a five picture deal. I was yeah. like, oh my God, five movies. Then I had to get a lawyer. Yeah. And then the lawyer goes, this is nothing. This is all good for them. Nothing good for you. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, it's all good. Um, I still, we still negotiated a contract. I was on, I was, I was on a hold for a year to do blood sport. <laughs> Unfortunately, he lost the rights after that year because I think he, he played a gamble. I think he had me on hold and wanted Van Damme back. This is what I read this. There was still talk then that Van Damme was going yeah, to return to the Yeah, and I only found film. that out later because yeah. I'm friendly with Van Damme. I met Van Damme and I like him very much. And he goes like, oh, yeah, I want to do it. I, I just told him that I'd do it, but I didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, think he, and he, and he, I just wanted to stop. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I did it, right? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> did he not know that you'd done it? He does, but he always confuses me with kickboxer. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, right. Jean-Claude, I did Bloodsport. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of kickboxer sequels as well, isn't there? I oh, guess, my so. God, yeah. No, yeah. but Jean-Claude is absolutely awesome. I yeah. really love the guy. He's He's been my whole life such an inspiration. Yeah. And, um, you know, and without him, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I tell you, honestly. 
Yeah, it was him. You know, and I told him this. When you finally got round to doing Bloodsport two, were they telling you, you know, be more more like Van Dam? Was there a chance that they were going to bring the character back because they you played a different character in the sequel? I just wondered. No, it was never. They never wanted me to, to be. They wanted me to kind of like do my own thing. There yeah. was enough similarity, both being European and both having an accent and both doing. Uh, we were both like uh, kickers and. There was never really a, a pressure. Oh, yeah, be more like Van Dam. I've yeah. never, I've never been told, you know. And uh, I actually, it's actually funny. A lot of people actually compared me more, which was really funny, to James Bond yeah. when I did the first plots. But it was, oh, you, you look, you look more like James Bond than Van Dam in the tuxedo and, and the, the yeah, tuxedo. Yeah, that's right. And but of course, I was always inspired by Jean Claude. Always inspired. He was always a big inspiration. Of course, once I got the gig, I went to acting class, studied. I had the pleasure of working with Grandmaster Heel Cho, who was my master at the time. Was in the I movie. Was he, he was in the in movie, movie, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. In the movie. It was in movie two and three. Yeah. And he taught me a lot. You know, he really helped me. He helped me a lot through that time because mm. I kind of gave up modeling and I moved to L.A. and I just kind of stopped. And I just lived for a year and a half training and acting class and spend a fortune in L.A. And the movie didn't happen. Yeah. You know? So you're in L.A. You've got this movie contract this deal but you know you're just sort of waiting for stuff to happen i, I guess I, I was on hold yeah yeah and, and i remember at the time i actually met larry kazanoff mm. and he liked me because he heard about me because larry's a huge 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 martial arts nerd he heard about me doing blood sports so he immediately came after me and he wanted me to be in mortal kombat the movie interesting yeah. okay. and i actually read for paul anderson I read for the role of Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. Yeah, and good one. I was I was so green as an actor. I mean, yeah. and I and I was so funny. I had this this déjà vu, déjà vu. I I'm still very good friends with Larry. We meet every like, you know, five six weeks. Yeah. Have lunch, have coffee, talk about movies. And I remember uh, it was through COVID. I'm sitting. In his building, in his office, he has like a terrace. And I'm sitting on the terrace and we're having lunch. And I look around and I, and I go, what? And I get this flashback. And I go, I've been here before. <laughs> but it, it, suddenly it just hit me. I've, yeah. I've been here before. Because we never said that before. It was like a little balcony on the back office that he usually doesn't go to. And I go, I know this place. And it hit me. It was in 1994-ish, yeah. maybe three-ish, I read for Paul Anderson. It was evening. I had an audition casting Paul Anderson and Larry to read for Johnny Cage. Wow. And they, they listened to me, and I was really nervous because I didn't really know how to do this. And Paul walked me outside, and we stood on the balcony. We stood on the balcony, and he said, listen, I think, you're, I think it's going to be great for you. But um, I think you, you got to go to acting class. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew that was a, that was a no no on the. How move. funny! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I'm, this is oh, the thing because you know you're you don't make your debut in a in a small role. I mean, you're Daniel Bernhardt. You're the bloody was the leading. Guy. You're the guy. I the guy. I was the guy. A lot of pressure. I, I didn't huge pressure into a franchise, yeah. and Bloodsport was a big movie. Yeah. 
It was, I mean, the whole thing got a little messed up. You know, I kind of wish Mark DeSalle would have done it back then because he mm. was an experienced producer. And uh, some other people got involved. They were not as experienced, and it got a little bit like, it got yeah, all of yeah. it. Because I remember when we were supposed to do it, it was a $5 million budget. And then it kind of got tranked to maybe a $2 million budget, and then we shot it in Thailand. And it, yeah. it just all got a little bit, um, it got a little smaller. But I still think we did a good job. Yeah, man. Pat Morita's in it. James Hong's yeah. in it. These are great I, people. I had I had the pleasure working with Pat Morito on your first movie on my first movie and I will never forget this was really funny him and I are sitting uh, at a table um, we're reading the scene together and he looks at me goes eh, no, 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 no. or the director did something and he goes no 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 go away and he and he basically coached me through the scene Wow. And the scene became, it's the scene him and I together at the restaurant, yeah. at a restaurant or something. Yeah. And he coached me through it and it became a good scene. I had an Academy Award winning actor coaching me. Yeah. Through and I was like, okay, what do you want me to do? Sure. Yeah. But you're very confident as a leading man. You seem to just have that natural ability. The camera loves you. You must have just had that in you. I, I don't know. I was just more like, um, and I had a lot of help, you know, I had great yeah, coaches. Okay. I mean, you always need help, you know, it's not yeah. just you. I had Grandmaster Heel Cho who was there yeah. for me. I had all my friends there. I had all my, my stunt guys there. I mean, everybody really supported me, you know. Yeah. My brother yeah. was my assistant. My other brother came to be a fighter. I had a lot of support. I surrounded myself with good people and, mm-hmm. um, and I trained really hard for it, you know. I mean, I was ready. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ready. Dragon Fest. You're working with Chad Stahowski, Brad Martin, JJ Perry, JoJo's jumping in doing stunts. Like, there was a real community in that stunt world, and you're right in the thick of it there with those guys coming up at the same time. Now, what I want to know, Daniel, is did you see back then that, you know, because these guys run Hollywood now, <laughs> you know, the the movies yeah. they're doing are, are huge and very successful. So could you see that then in, in those early days? Yeah. Okay. I could see it because I did a little film called True Vengeance. Good movie. Yes. Million and a half dollar movie. Yeah. And everybody went like, what the hell did you guys yeah. do? We shot that movie in four weeks. That was Chad Sahelski. And Brad Martin choreographing, shooting, David Lee, uh, David Worth directed it. Yeah. And everybody just went like, oh, how did you guys do that? 
I just saw the talent these guys have. Then we did another movie called Perfect Target together. That was a fun movie. Then they went on. Uh, then David Leach came and got involved. Actually, David Leach's first movie experience, guess where it was? On set of Perfect yeah. Target. Chad, they were really good friends. Chad and him were really good friends. And Chad invited him to come down to set. And he just hung out with us, did a little stunt here, a little stunt wow. there. And, uh, and, and think about this. Now, all these years later, we're still friends and we still work together. Now I'm like, hey, uh, how about yeah. me? How about me? They really approached the action in a, in a different way. The previous world that Chad's brought into the Matrix, that just didn't exist back then, did it, no. Daniel? So it you've seen not. that tra transition. I saw that transition. I saw them. Um, I joined. I remember in the very beginning, like after Matrix. So we did we did all those movies together. Bloodsport 2, Bloodsport 3, True Vengeance, Perfect Target. Then I went on to do Mortal Kombat. Yeah. They went on to do other movies. I Actually, I pitched them for Mortal Kombat to be the, the fight coordinators, but it didn't work out. Okay. I wanted them as fight coordinators, but they already had somebody. And um, and then in 2001, we reconnected. We did Matrix together. So we spent a year and a half like I mean, they worked more than I did because I, I was busy for six months over a year and a half and they worked a year and a half. Yeah, we did Matrix. Matrix came out. And then after Matrix, it was it was kind of like the whole low budget movie business was gone. The straight to DVD. So it was kind of like hard to find a good movie. I got a movie here, a movie there, but nothing amazing. Did a little TV show called Desire, which is like a soap, which was nothing. Yeah. And um, and then I remember in about 2006, uh, so that's about three years after uh, Matrix, I went up to chat and I had a really bad injury. I I, I hurt myself really badly. I had a I had shoulder sur shoulder surgery, which took me out for almost like a three quarter year. Oh wow. And I went to Chad and I said, hey, listen, I've really been thinking about directing. So at the time I was already writing a lot, like, you know, writing scripts and yeah. coming up with ideas. And he goes, sure, let me, let me know what you want to do. And, and he said, I'll do your second unit. And I said, sure, that'd be fantastic. And, and he goes, who do you want to star? I'm like, well, I'm not sure. He goes, well, how about David Leach? He wants to be yeah. an actor. I'm like, sure. <laughs> He'll pay he for did, half. He did want to be an actor then. That well, was his, yeah. He wanted to be an actor. So David Leach, and I remember... Um, already on the Matrix, like he would audition and yeah. we would work together and he did a little part in Matrix as well. Uh, I did the short fetch and that was actually kind of like the beginning of 8711, like in 2006, when they sure. got a building, they had a whole team together, Danny Hernandez, Jojo, John Valera, um, all the guys were there. Uh, so they choreographed all the fights. Mm -hmm. I, of course, I came in, I gave my input. Um, Dave and I worked really hard on the... Uh, on the acting, Chad and I talked about how the action should be. He was very respectful, but of course, he's the best, you know, so you want to listen to him. And I did that short in 2006, and it actually became a really big success. Yeah. The short did really well. I won a whole bunch of festivals. Then I kind of like rode that wave a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe director. And then I want to say, like in 2008, they started calling me. So 8711 started to take off. They started to do a lot of fight coordinating, stunt coordinating, and they were in a position to hire. So now what they did is they would they would say, Daniel, Chad always said, I said, hey, Chad, I want to do what you do. He goes, no, you're an actor. I said, I want to do what you do. No, you're an actor. And then he came up to me. He goes, you know what? You're an action actor. Come join yeah. us. Yeah. And I started training with them. I started. Uh, then they started to hire me. 
And then, you know, Ninja Turtles, Parker, then John Wick, then Atomic, and all these right. movies started to happen. And they realized it's better to hire a guy like me to put in the part to play opposite like a Jason Statham or a Keanu or a Charlize Theron because they realized I could act. I had a certain size. I had a certain look. And better than hiring just an actor actor and yep. then you have to double him then you have to go over the shoulder and it's a whole different fight yeah. yeah so that's where i got very lucky so i found myself a little niche in the game and well, you you, you are that kind of rare beast in the sense that you can do your own action but you are a good actor as well and they, you know that is that is quite rare isn't it i guess you're seeing it a lot more with you know really great actors doing their own They're action training now yeah like hugh jackman i did logan with hugh jackman exactly and i remember chad came up to me i said hey, i'm gonna do a movie with you and he goes be on your toes he said he is very good yeah interesting I, I couldn't believe how good he was yeah showing some you would show him something one time and he'll go pop 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 he did it wow and then i had the pleasure on set the coordinator came up to me um i was actually uh for logan Hugh has a stunt double. He always uses the same guy. Yeah. This guy, Daniel Stevens, good friend of mine. Yeah. And great guy, super talented, but Daniel wasn't available. So the coordinator, uh, Garrett Warren, called me and he goes, hey, Daniel, would you be interested in coming in um, two months of doing concepts for Wolverine? And I had no job at the time. I'm like, absolutely. I mean, that's a huge job, you know? So I just went in to be a stunt guy, but I played his part. Yeah. I'm just doing all the concepts, being him fighting, you know, doing playing Wolverine, uh, not acting, just fighting. Yeah. And because the director really liked me because I was exactly the same frame like you, same height, same same kind of body type. And um, and then the director really liked me and he actually gave me a little part in the movie. And I played I played uh, Bone Bone Crusher, I think. Bone, yeah, Bone Crusher. Or, yeah. Whatever, something bone bone. Breaker or something. Yeah. Bone Breaker, Bone yeah. Crusher. It was in the end, you know, the, the parts, they got, the guys got, we were like real characters, but they got really kind of like trimmed down, yeah. which, by the way, that was one of my favorite action movies. And that's not it's like an action drama. Yeah. I mean, it really has layers, that film, doesn't it? It's quite a it's quite exceptional, really. Yeah. And and Hugh Jackman just kills that. So tell me, Daniel, what's the key to it then? Is it just that these are actors who have a natural? I mean, Hugh Jackman comes from a sort of musical theatre background. So I guess the he's dancer. got that rhythm, hasn't he? What ingredients do you need to, to be good at this? I guess you've got to have the work ethic as well, haven't you? Let's be honest. You just said it. You just you actually yeah. you just answered your own question. You just yeah. <laughs> yeah. you just said exactly what Hugh Jackman has. Yeah. The best people for us. Like I've trained people. I've trained people like Bob Odenkirk. I trained uh, Allison Janney for a movie just recently. And um, but you just said it. You just hit it on on the head. Um, the reason why I think Hugh is so good because his background is dancing. And our men, my mentor, Chad and Dave, and especially Chad, always talks about movie fighting is like a dance. Yeah. So if you're a great dancer, you have no problem doing fight choreography. You yeah. have to learn different. Instead of going your left leg forward, maybe your right leg forward. And instead of uh, moving your hands like this, your hands go like that. It's just, yeah. and he is exceptional at it. Exceptional. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about Bob Odenkirk. Are you still? Is he? Is Bob o okay now? Because I know yeah. he, he had. Yeah, I had yeah. lunch with him just a couple of months just before I came out here. I had lunch with him. It Great. was awesome seeing him. Good. I'm a huge fan of Bob's. He actually became a friend. 
Yeah, nice. That is nice. You're dealing with an actor there with pretty much zero, this is my understanding, action movie experience. Well, he says it. Every interview you watch, he's like, I've never done anything like this. Yeah. Uh, so what a challenge that must have been, Daniel, to sort of basically start from square one with with him. So what was what was your what was the process there? You know, um, it was a funny story how this all happened. Um, David Leach's wife, Kelly McCormick, came up to me and go calls me up and goes, hey, Daniel, would you be interested in training Bob Odenkirk? And I knew who Bob was. I said, like, oh, Bob, he's awesome. He goes, yeah, we're, we're doing a movie with him. You'll be in it anyway. You might as well train him. I go, I, said, I got nothing going on right now. Why not? So I met Bob at 8711. He was super cool and uh, was introduced. And um, I think they picked me also because I was a little older. And then they picked one of the young guys. Yeah. And, okay. uh, and also because I'm a, also an actor. And uh, so we met and we start training. And I just saw this passion he had yeah and he really was green all he did he goes with danny all i do is i walk and i ride the bicycle that's all i do yeah that's all i do i have no i'm not flexible he has no like sporting background or anything or does he never he's a comedy writer he's a comedy yeah and so he did so he worked so hard yeah he worked he wanted it so badly. Yeah, yeah. And I remember we worked together for six months and he started to get better and better and better. And then um, the movie got kind of pushed, which was a little frustrating. Mm. And he had to go shoot something else. Then he came back. So I would say over a year and a half, I trained him. And then wow. finally nobody happened. Yeah. And he was yeah. so ready. Yeah. He, he slayed that part. Yeah. So good. It's so funny as well. It's just a great movie. And he says it a lot in er- interviews. And he gives me a lot of credit, which I, I don't really like me getting the credit. Because in the end, I just always say, look, I showed you the way, but you did it. Yeah. I mean, I showed you, but you did it. You know, I mean, it's all you. What does the process look like then? You take a Bob Odenkirk and you you got to get his fitness levels up. You've got to teach him the moves because you can't. You can't hide in a film like that. The camera's so close. Oh, the moves are yeah. so... Yeah, you can. You know. Yeah. Um, we, you know, working with 8711, who I always give a lot of credit to because yeah. part of their ga- gang and I work with the best people in the world and uh, we have a system how we train and that's how I got trained and that's how I train people. And there's a certain way we train people and everybody gets tra- trained the same way from Keanu yeah. to Charlize to Jason to to Bob Odenkirk, to Allison, everybody gets tra- trained the same way. And all the stars went through that shop. You know, every yeah. star you can imagine has been there. Yeah. And uh, and we have a, we have a certain way and, you know, certain people learn faster and certain people a little slower. Like um, Charlize was incredible. Charlize learned so Another fast. great example. She's got a real work ethic, hasn't she? And she's a dancer too. So I ah, remember David Leach, this actually not David. Yeah, yeah, I think it was David Leach and Sam Hargrave. Sam Hargrave was actually the second unit director on Atomic Blonde. Yeah, they decided to do those long, long takes because they saw how good she was with choreography. Yeah, that's right. the reason. That was the reason. And that was the reason they were like, "Oh, they stop. Let's not shoot it like a traditional fight," because yeah. they saw her talent just because she was a dancer as well. It's going like yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, kick. <laughs> <laughs> 
But isn't that funny? When you were coming up, the video market was dominated by champion kickboxers. You know, that was the mold was, well, the Bruce Lee mold. You need to be able to kill someone with your bare hands in real life in order to be. Well, I wasn't wasn't a champion. They they told me I should tell everyone. You were a martial artist, though. You trained. But they were actually pushing me to say that I'm a world champion. And I was like. Really? I'm not going to claim I'm a world champion. Yeah, but nobody will know. Just say you're European champion. I'm like, I'm not going to say that. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they were for the marketing purposes. Yeah, they, they said, thought absolutely was... not. You can say I'm a model, but that's it. <laughs> but that's even less important now, you think, yeah. to be able to do it. Yeah. I mean, look, everybody's learning. I mean, look at Tom Cruise is fighting. Look at Brad Pitt is fighting. Look, everybody everybody's doing martial arts and fighting and doing their own action. And they try to do as much as they can. Everybody yeah. goes through boot camp. Everybody does the training. I mean, yeah. you've fought with so many legends. Yes. You've mentioned quite a few of them there. Chuck Norris, even what a legend to get to work. What a legend. With it was yeah. such an honor working with him. I remember when I was invited to do that movie, he was such a gentleman. Yeah, really. Good. Uh, what a gentleman. And I met his brother too, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, and yeah. His son was on it too, Eric. And uh, we did a pretty cool fight scene. And I yeah. remember Chuck always has a double with him that looks yeah. just like him. And he's an amazing martial artist, like some crazy sixth degree black belt karate guy. Very, very talented. He's yeah. the guy you go with first because he studies you. So he studied me. So I'm fighting and I'm doing all my stuff. And about minute and a half in, he, he comes out and he goes, all right, I do it. Because he realized yeah. that I was safe, that I was that I knew what I was doing. And, Interesting. Uh, and then Chuck and I did it and it was fantastic. It was just great. Well, what are you gonna do now? Try again? What sort of projects are you gravitating towards nowadays then, would you say? Are you looking to do more? I take anything, anybody who hires me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I'm not in a space where, I'm not in a place where, you know, I get 50 offers a day. That's it's not yeah. my fault. But, you know, sometimes I get two at the same time, which happened like on this job and it was very difficult. Um, and then you just have to see which is the better job for me. What is more... Yeah. Um, what what's just more beneficiary to me in my career with acting mm-hmm. i i think i'm maybe to answer your question is kind of um i'm kind of trying to find a nice mix where like if you look at it earlier this year i did a beautiful movie a netflix movie with alice and janney where i was the fight coordinator so i was in charge of all the action yeah my vision let me take this back it wasn't my vision it was first of course the director's vision I mm-hmm. followed the director's vision. What he what she wanted was it uh, was a, a woman and a, yeah. a beautiful director. I followed her vision. I gave my pitch for the action. Um, I did all the previs. It was amazing. I was training Allison, so I really really enjoyed that. Yeah, a very strong creative process because I could do all the previs. It was my cut. It was my the way I wanted to shoot it. Um, then. Uh, I got this movie, you know, the Sam movie, which is more of acting in it and again, action and fighting. So it's just, you know. Yeah, mixing it up. It's mixing it up. Yeah. I'm up to direct a movie next year. Oh, really? I'm up to direct a movie, star and direct. Because somebody actually came up to me and said, hey, you should do a movie again like you did in the 90s where you star. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Put it together. And my buddy did and 
look, you know how the business is. You never know. But there may be a chance that I may be directing my own movie next year. We have a script I worked on. It's actually a pretty decent script. And and hopefully I get it made. Yeah. yeah if I get it made, I make it very cool. Small, but I'm, I'm going to do exactly a 90s action movie. Oh, good one. Exactly okay. what I'm going to do. You must look back quite fondly at that at that time as well. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an amazing time. You know, I always talk about the 20s for me was just nuts. Living in mm. Paris, modeling. Late yeah. 20s got me into the movie business. The 30s was movie business. The 40s was family having a kid. That was really yeah, important. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That was very, very important having a kid. And now my 50s is just like I want to just do great roles and work work till till they say please leave yeah <laughs> hopefully direct second year yeah. direct write star act you are one of those rare sort of 90s action stars that did manage to survive when that market sort of fell away you know you have managed to sustain a career where other action stars of that time just sort of sort of fell away so i'm wondering what was what do you put that down to daniel you You know for me there was no option it was like Mm. it was like it was like this is over what's next yeah okay it was literally that okay this is not happening anymore and i got into that game very very late i was one of the last guys who they were all, there was like f- probably 10 guys who did low budget movies, you know, from the Thomas yeah. Bradley's to Don Wilson, Don Wilson's and all those yeah. guys. They've done that for like five or six years or seven years, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally one of the last guys who came in and then the whole business went like, Ooh. and now we'll see how good you are. So we should talk about Hal Have No Fury. I thought it was great. I'm a big uh, Jesse Johnson fan. I've chatted to, to, to Jesse on this podcast before. I think it might be his one of his best films, I would say. I think it's the best. You know, you've played a lot of villains uh, in recent in recent years, but um, playing a Nazi is like the ultimate villain, isn't it? Let's be honest. So, um, But do you think I was a villain in that movie? Well, now Jesse's very good at... Anti-heroes. It's an action film, but it's a you know it's a war movie. It's a drama. It's a romantic film as mm-hmm. well. I'm probably answering the question for you here, Daniel. But what attracted you to uh, <laughs> to, to <laughs> be in this movie? <laughs> um, so how this whole thing came down was, I uh, I have a friend. I actually have two friends who know me and, and Jesse, and they mm-hmm. kind of kept telling me, "Hey, you and Jesse should meet." So Jesse and I finally met and just totally hit it off. Yeah. We talk- about movies, God, the world, anything you can imagine yeah. about scenes, about actors, about fighting, about action movies. And we just hit it off. And then we decided, hey, let's try to find it. He goes, hey, maybe one day we'll work together. I said, sure. But there was really, there was no like, hey, we got to do something. To-. It was just very loose. Yeah. Out of the blue, he calls me through COVID. He goes, hey, listen, I got this little project. I said, great. What is it? He goes, it's a war movie. It's an incredible part. If it's your, if you like it, it's yours. We didn't have to audition, nothing sends me the script and I'm like, what the hell? What a great role. I speak French. I speak German. Yeah. Multilingual role. We should say. Yeah. It was, it was such, I mean, that's the role of a lifetime. You know, I was like, wow. And of course I said, yes. A couple of weeks later, actually like, I think six weeks later we shot the movie. So I had about six to eight weeks to prepare. Wow. And uh, it was hard because I have a lot of dialogue in German. I mean, I'm Swiss, but I still had to work on that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot of dialogue in French I had to work on. Mm-hmm. I used to be fluent, but I lost it. 
And it was really an amazing film for me to make. And I'm very grateful to Jesse that he cast me in that. And I think Jesse has an amazing gift. He finds these great scripts and projects and, and finds the really the right people. I think every person he's cast in that movie is just sensational. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And he did such a good job directing. So how long was the shoot then for that for that movie? Uh, my part was like six days. The whole movie was like a month. Yeah. But mine was like six or seven or eight. I forgot. It was a while back. Yeah. He works quick, doesn't he? But I guess you have to with those, with those budgets as well. You know, you can't. Yeah, we were on a budget, but you don't, you can't tell. I mean, he's so experienced, you know, with all that stuff. And he had a great location, he had a great DP, had a great cast. It was amazing. Lewis is great in it. Nina Bergman taught me through working with her. She, this is a star making performance from her. Um, It's incredible. She's an incredible actress i think she totally killed that part yeah. helped me a lot it was just very nice to have somebody who's so talented to work with her yeah. i mean it was very very easy working with her very talented i think lewis was fantastic i think tim was fant- i mean dominic was fantastic everybody's really good at that yeah, movie yeah. Yeah. right it's good yeah it's great i really i really enjoyed it and i wondered if this is a shift for you to do because we should say it's an action movie but um I think it's an action movie <sighs> There's action in the movie and compared to other Jesse films, it's not as action heavy as, as some of his. Do we say it's an action drama? Action drama sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. But are you like, more drawn towards these quite nuanced, quite in-depth character roles where you really get to, you know, act rather than just doing the physical stuff? Does, like are you more all. drawn to that? You like it all? If yeah. you could call me tomorrow and say, Daniel, I have a job or you, play, you have to play... Uh, 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 a firefighter, and if it's a great role, why not? I dive into it. Yeah, he has a bar fight. It'd be great, you yeah. know. Maybe he's a former boxer. It's just I love acting. I fell in love with acting. I love martial arts. I love movie fighting. It's something I'm very good at. Yeah, and I just love making movies. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said before, you can call me. Hey, do you want to be one of my five stunt guys in the back doing a fight scene? Like I did a fight scene with Jason Statham in. Um, Hobson Shaw. Oh, Hobson Shaw. Yeah, great. Small part. I had a small part. I had a, I got I had the chance to do a scene with Jason again. The the the, the fight got nominated for a stunt award. Amazing. And yeah. it had nothing else going on. Why not? <laughs> Just keep busy, keep working. Yeah. Work leads to work. Attack! We have to mention John Wick as well. You've worked in all the John Wick films, I think. One, so two, far. three. I, I'm not working on four, but I did. You're one, not on four. Three. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you must be incredibly proud of the success that that franchise has obviously led to, not just for Chad and Dave, but you know, a real game changer for that whole stunt industry, and Huge. probably changed the perception of the stunt department in that. And my understanding is that Chad and Dave still had to fight really hard just to get John Wick made. You know, there were still people in the industry saying, you know, your stunt, your stunties, you can't direct I, a movie. That's is that a right? lot of credit to Keanu. You know, I, I love yeah. Keanu. He's one of my favorite guys. I did four movies with him. One, two, three, yeah, five. I did five movies with him. Yeah. Wow. I'm old. I forgot five. Almost six. <laughs> So Chad and Dave were supposed to do second unit on John Wick. John Wick. 
and they loved the script and they pitched. So they went to chat, they went to Keanu and pitched the idea. Hey, we really would like to direct that because at the time, Chad and Dave were already approached to direct. Right. I remember Chad telling me, David telling me, but they were all like lower budget, five, seven, $10 million movies. And they just said, no, no, no. Because at the time, Chad and Dave did all second unit for massive movies like yeah. Hunger Games, uh, you know, Rambo and just all these big, big action movies. Everybody was like, oh, and I tell you a little secret. I actually had them attached to a movie that I wanted to make. Oh, really? Of a franchise before Bloodsport, uh, before um, John Wick. Right. What it, happened to that? It didn't work out. Our producer decided to go a different way. Well, that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, they've sort of set the standards that's been followed ever since. Like every film now is compared to to John Wick. Every new action movie that comes out, it seems, is compared to John Wick. So when you're when you were working on John Wick, did you think oh we've got something different yeah. here? Yeah, you knew, you knew that, yeah. One hundred percent. I was so positive about John Wick because I was there from the very beginning. I was there from when they got the script, when they started casting it, when Keanu was preparing. Mm -hmm. And and they always said to me, yeah, we'll put you in. We'll put you in. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's hope so. And then I remember Chad coming up to me. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing next month? I said, oh, nothing. Want to be in John Wick? I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and I was part of that whole thing. Then I saw the whole post. I saw the whole... Uh, promotion of it and the and the release and the success and and I actually called the box office. I called I called the number. I was in, a, in I was very very close. I I think I said it's going to make anywhere between forty and forty five or forty five and fifty or something like that. The uh, and theatrical and it was like unbelievable. Amazing. And then two and then three. It's incredible. I mean, I'm so proud of these guys and. Still lucky they're hiring me. What is it about them then, do you think? Is it just... Um, ultra talented. Yeah, it, that's what it comes down to. Ultra, really. ultra, ultra talented. Yeah. Crazy talented. They're creative, but they know that world, don't they? Because they, they come from that world. You know, they know exactly how to design a, um, you know, a great action scene because they've done it all themselves. Yeah. But I think credit to them. It's not just about the action scenes. I mean, they know how to do drama now. I mean, yeah. John Wick is a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Good movie. Tommy yeah. Bond was fantastic. Yeah. Was that fight scene with Charlize as exhausting to film as it was uh, <laughs> as it is to watch? It was a, we, we, we took a pretty long time, especially yeah. because of the oneers they wanted to do. Yeah. Long takes. So good. But what a pleasure. I mean, me working opposite, having a chance to work opposite Charlize Theron. Amazing. Yeah. Come on. So, okay, before I let you go, just generally advice anyone who's listening to this maybe a stunt performer or someone who wants to get into the action world or just break free into movies i mean what kind of advice would you would you be giving someone daniel do you think i always say the same thing like you know i have people come up to me and go like hey i want to do this and i need an in and i'm like well if you're saying if you if you're doing this you're not going to make yeah. it if you have a vision it will happen once you have a vision and you know you want to do it, you will do what it takes to make it. So, but a lot of people, they want the handout. They were like, oh, can you not just give me a part? I'm like, 
Well, you got to earn that boat. You got to go train. You got to, you got to put your energy into doing what you want to do. And then things, the universe will open for you and opportunities will come. That's as simple as as it is. If you want to be a stuntman, learn a skill. What do you want to be? What kind of stuntman do you want to be? Do you want to be a driver? Do you want to be a martial arts guy? Do you want to be a gymnast? Go to learn martial arts, learn how to be a gymnast, or when you want to be a driver, stunt driver, learn how to drive, become the best at what you do. And never, and this is one thing I've been told so many times, no, you tell me no, I work harder. Yeah. Don't tell me no. Yeah, yeah, because you need to have a thick skin, don't you, really? Because there is there's rejection uh, yeah. in the acting world. My rejection in acting is what, 95%, maybe yeah. more? Yeah. So when I go in for a job, I don't even think, I'm just going to go do it. Hey, it was great meeting. It's already, the second I walk out, it's already erased, gone. Okay. Yeah. So when you get that call and you're like, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Amazing. And, you know, keep moving with the times, keep adapting, because that's what that's what you've you've done, isn't it, really? Yeah. 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 Well, Daniel, you're still looking cool, man. And I'm still, you know, watching. It's, you crop up in so many movies and it's always good to see you. And um, this has been a, a real privilege chatting to you uh, here. So, yeah, yeah, it's been my pleasure. And thank you so much for supporting our movie. I'm super, super excited about Hell Hath No Fury. Yeah. I think Jesse killed it. It's a beautiful movie. It has a little bit of everything. It has romance. It has action. It has drama. It has explosions. Yeah. It has everything. Yeah. And I think we killed it, and I'm very proud of it. Very proud to be part of it. You have an enjoyable shoot, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. You got it, my friend. Thank you so much. There we go, Daniel Bernhardt there. One of the original greats from the 1990s. Someone whose face used to stare at me from the local video store. And one of the reasons I would say that I'm still sat here in 2021 doing a podcast all about these movies and talking to the people who made them. And... For that reason, I will always be happy to see Daniel Bernhardt cropping up in just about any movie. How Hath No Fury is his new one. It is out now in cinemas in the USA and it's available on digital from tomorrow, courtesy of WowGo USA. Do go and check that out. Daniel is, of course, very good in it, but then again, he's always very good in everything. I wanted to pick up on just a few things Daniel mentioned in that episode before we go. So the stunt coordinator, Brad Martin, he has been a guest on this show this year. And Brad and Daniel go way back to his Bloodsport days. Do go and check out my chat with Brad on episode 74 of this podcast. The Chuck Norris film that Daniel mentioned there, that is called The Cutter. That is from 2005. It's actually Chuck's last film, just before his retirement. Although, of course, he did come back for Expendables 2. That short film that Daniel wrote and directed and also co-produced, that is called Fetch. It was released in 2007. It is on Vimeo. 
I'll be sure to put a link to it in the podcast description. It's about 20 minutes long. David Leach is the star of it. Chad Stahelski is the stunt coordinator. And it's definitely worth a look. It's good fun. And it's great to see David Leach just kicking ass. David, of course, is now a big Hollywood director. The Matrix Resurrections, the trailer looks awesome. Daniel will be returning to the Matrix world as Agent Johnson. The film is released on the 22nd of December. We cannot wait to see that movie, the fourth film in the Matrix franchise. We will, of course, be keeping an eye out for that Alison Janney Netflix thriller and also that top secret project that Daniel is working on right now in Prague with Sam Hargrave. I think pretty much everyone listening to this right now can guess what film that is. But there's no official press release announcing Daniel's involvement or the name of that film. So let's just keep it between us for now. Um... For all the latest Daniel Bernhardt news, you can follow him on Instagram. His name is at the real Daniel Bernhardt. A huge thank you to Leif Helland for setting up this call. Thank you, Leif, as always. Leif has been very good to this show and setting up guests in the in the past. So thank you so much, Leif. Thank you also to Daniel for being so gracious with his time and talking to me for today's episode. And of course, a big thank you to you, the loyal Foo follower who has listened to this show all the way to the very end. Thank you so much. We will have another brand new episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast with you all again in two weeks' time. Until then, do check out the website kungfumovieguide.com. That's where you'll find all of our contact details and also ways to donate to the show and also sign up to our newsletter and also read the latest martial arts movie reviews until then do take care stay safe be well and i will speak to you all again very soon on the kung fu movie guide podcast bye for now Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.